Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with photographers Janet Russett and David Scheinbaum to talk about their newly published Remnants, Photographs of the Lower East Side. So welcome to you both. Um, Janet, before we get started, I gather you have allergies, so I'm going to leave the talking mostly to David, but we'll, we'll send some questions in your direction. Okay, I appreciate that. Thanks. So um, what compelled you to document this disappearing Lower East Side? Um, I think maybe from what I've read, it was a project that uh, emerged for both of you following a visit to the Lower yeah. East Side. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're from we're from Brooklyn. We grew up in Brooklyn, so we're native New Yorkers. Although we've lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico, since the like 1980, late 70s. But when it was time for our young son, who's now 30, but when it was time for his um, preparation for his bar mitzvah, we decided to go and get his talis. And, and all on the Lower East Side, as I did, as probably my father and grandfather did as well. So um, at that time, my mother was still alive, and so we kind of met uh, over on Essex Street, and we went to uh, Rabbi Eisenbach, and we purchased Zach's Talis. And, and Rabbi Eisenbach, who had a, a Judaica shop, was also uh, so fair, and he was in the process of working on a Torah. And uh, after we were done with our purchase and the family left, I stayed back and I asked him if he would mind if I would photograph him working on the Torah, which actually he was really reluctant to do. But he, um, he said, okay, you know, basically, like you could take one, one photograph. And he picked up his quill and he, he placed, it, placed it on the scroll and, and, and I made a few photographs. And those would have were the first photographs we made and and as much as we live in new mexico we have family we have children and we have business many reasons to return to new york constantly and it wasn't until a few years later when we returned and we would go to katz's or you know kosar's you know get our provisions to bring back to new mexico but when we were um coming back, we realized, you know, things are changing so rapidly. We're, obviously, we're both photographers, and we know a lot of photographers, and we couldn't think of anyone that we were aware of who was kind of photographing these changes, and it seemed awkward to us as we're in Santa Fe, and we're not, you know, there to photograph every day, but we basically decided that, you know, in earnest, that we would start coming in specifically to photograph, and, and we were not interested in photographing the changes that are going on on the Lower East Side as much as we were interested in photographing the kind of the loss of the Lower East Side that we grew up with, that renew, and, you know, the businesses, the buildings, the, the structures, the whole look and feeling and the various purveyors of everything from upholstery to food um, as these places were closing up and moving out as the real estate market was becoming um, very tempting I think to a lot of these third and fourth generation businesses where you know their real estate 
is, is probably worth more than than their businesses are ever going to, you know, you know, attain in the next year. So it, it made sense, you know, that people were making changes in their lives. But we we were aware really early on in our work anyway that um, from from two three month trips various you know trip to trip that another place closed another place moved um, uh, something else changed hands I should also mention that our older son in the beginning when we started this work was living on Ludlow Street so it was another reason for us to keep making these pilgrimages down to the Lower East Side so you began photographing I believe in 1999 mm-hmm. and I think is it safe to say it was a pivotal time well, what happened, it was a, you know, those were the first photographs, and, and as I said, at that time, we were not working on a book, we, I was, we were just making pictures. Um, it wasn't until a, really a year or so later that um, we decided in earnest to, to actually do this as a project, and what helped us, really, was the recession, because had the real estate market in New York not taken a plunge, things would have would have disappeared much quicker so the recession actually permitted us to have a few extra years to photograph um and now of course that everything's back and and the real estate market is up again i'd say in in i should add okay i should say that in our book i'd say about 80 percent of the photographs were made in the last nine years and in the last nine years um, I would say almost half our book is is probably already gone in terms of, you know, the, a store we photographed or a place we visited or people we met. Um, so, you know, most of the changes are happening, you know, like right now because the, the real estate market is so strong right now in, in New York in that area. Yeah, there's so much development going on. It's prime real estate. I mean, the latest, I mean, it was, like two years ago, but we photographed the Strites Matza factory, mm-hmm. which was a whole square block on, you know, and, you know, they they moved to upstate, but, um, you know, that whole block was leveled, and it's now going to be, you know, multi-million dollar condominiums. I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that's happening. I mean, places are not being renovated as much as they're being totally raised and and new structures are going up. And the new structures are not very reminiscent of the Lower East Side that we all grew up with. They're glass and chrome. <laughs> They're not brick and fire escape. Well, you certainly you caught a lot of, safe to say, iconic places and people. And I was curious to know if you can tell me a little bit about how you discovered or decided to include these. And, you know, Strites, you mentioned, it's, we had... Uh, screened the documentary about the, um, the factory, uh, which had been there for many generations, and they were forced to leave. Uh, we've written about Russ and Daughters, and certainly that's a great story about um, fourth generation. The Pickle Guys, again, these are these are stories that go way, way back to, you know, the early 20th century. Um, yeah. And how did you feel you wanted to document and tell those stories? Well, it's, I'm glad you, you mentioned the places you just did. Um, I should have maybe even started by saying when we 
when we did make the decision to to work on this as as a project, you know, with the hope of a possible book, the very first person we spoke to was Nikki Russet, Russet Daughters, and she was incredible. I mean, we we spoke with her and explained to her what we hoped to do, and she thought it was important that it be done. And she not only you know, gave us permission to photograph Russ and Daughters, but she immediately got on the phone and she called Katz's, she called Economy Candy, she called Jeffrey's Meats at, at the Essex Street Market, she she called Sammy's Romanian over on Christie Street. She she made all these calls. She she didn't really know us, but she she basically spoke for us and gave us a, an introduction. And so right, you know, within days of deciding that we'd like to try to do this she you know made all these introductions for us and and that you know I, I i think it would be safe to say we not maybe that we couldn't have done it without her but we certainly couldn't have done it the way we did without her because when we went to to these other stores and purveyors they they welcomed us um you know, having her recommendation meant everything, and people were so kind and so generous to us. So, and that's kind of how we started. And then we we started to work almost systematically. We then decided we wanted to photograph, you know, the synagogues, and so we contacted the Bialystoker Synagogue, the um, which is the Orthodox synagogue that's absolutely beautiful. That um, allegedly was a stop on the Underground Railroad and it has a wonderful history and 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 the synagogue itself is is gorgeous. I'm guessing a lot of your listeners might be familiar with the Eldridge Street Synagogue. Absolutely. It's been beautifully restored and and actually Amy Stein Milford who who was there when we first uh, asked for permission is one of the authors of our book and she wrote a what we feel is an amazing essay about growing up on the Lower East Side and 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 her uh, awareness of the changes, and then the Greek Orthodox synagogue, the Kehila Kedosha synagogue, which is again an amazing story of the Greek Orthodox Jews who jumped a slave ship and off the coast of Greece, and and so we started, you know, wanting to get these stories, and we wanted to photograph these you know, historical and, and still very vital functioning places. So we, you know, we did the stores, we then um, did the synagogues, and then we started, you know, walking the streets and, you know, kind of trying to photograph what's left of what we felt of the street life, where you could still detect the, no pun intended, but the remnants of, of our Lower East Side, so to speak. And we... We continued to visit, you know, four or five times a year for for years, you know, to complete this project. One of the very last things we did, and, and we're really glad we did, is we went to um, visit the Tenement Museum, and, and we went to speak with the director and show him some of the work that we were doing and asking his opinion. And he was really encouraging and supportive and he gave us permission to come in early one morning and photograph at the Tenement Museum. And as much as we didn't really want to photograph, you know, recreations, and I put that word in quotes, you mm -hmm. know, is um, 
but we the images that one can still make there are original <laughs> like the floors and and such so you'll you'll see the cover uh, that graces our book is from the tenement museum and the very last image of our book is from the tenement museum and um and you know having their support um as well meant a, a lot to us and and I have to say, you know, we, you know, we did what we could do, and you know, if we lived there, maybe um, it would have been different. But um, you know, it was nice actually to be able to go and photograph, you know, for some time, and then come back to our home in Santa Fe. You know, have months to go through the work we just did, make decisions, think about what we want to do next, look at, look, you know, look and reflect. So actually, having the distance between going back and forth and having the time to reflect on our work, I actually think improved our project, and it also helped us continue to kind of focus in on, you know, the first few years we didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, we were taking pictures, but, you know, it, it didn't come to this notion that it was indeed, you know, the Jewish Lower East Side, you know, that um, our ancestors um in somewhat participated in, and I, more than Janet, in a way, grew up in. But, um, you know, it took us years to actually get it to the point where we could think of a book that had some kind of continuity and some kind of um, focus. You know, and, I, and I'll add that and Janet spent a lot of time writing the, um, the little stories of each, of each place in the book to have the history of the as you said before the third and fourth generations of that families that are still running places like russ and daughters and the pickle guys and Katzes and Jonas schimmels and and you know um janet i feel you know really wrote a nice concise um short um essays to give people an idea of how important these places are yeah i, I think that they give a lovely context um to those who come to the to the work. And the Lower East Side has been documented a lot over the past century. Um, we currently have an exhibit here of postcards of, of the Jewish Lower East Side from the Blavatnik Archive. And those are depictions of everyday life. A um, hundred years later, you come along and photograph many of the, you know, the same streets, the stores, the neighborhoods. How do you see your work in that continuum of the narrative or documentary or documentation, as it were? Well, for, for me, I'll speak for myself and, and at this point, um, you know, the work of Jacob Reese was kind of pivotal for me, and, it's, and if your listeners are not familiar, Jacob Reese photographed and maybe was the first person to photograph the living conditions of our new arriving immigrants who were settling on the Lower East Side. And, and his photographs were documentary slash in my opinion, also kind of expose. He he took on the task as a journalist um, and an immigrant himself to to the United States to show the living conditions, um, which were somewhat deplorable at the time, and to photograph and write about what was happening at the Lower East Side to these newly arrived um, citizens, and he spoke at, at churches, at synagogues, and at, at historical societies, at city council meetings, and 
he he was a one person um, CNN in a way. He he used his work and he used his words to really try to bring about not only awareness but also to bring about changes that were happening. So his work is very important to me. I'll, I'll add that the publication he made, which is um, a classic book, which um, anyone interested in the Lower East Side I think should be familiar with. It's a book called How the Other Half Lives, and and that's the book of Jacob Reese's work. So, you know, there's not much of Jacob Reese left in the Lower East Side. Um, certainly the living conditions have improved. There's, you know, I, I think the closest thing one can come to capturing um, or being able to see, you know, what he was seeing would be at the Tenement Museum. I think, um, and I, I'm not sure about this, but I would guess that his photographs were used to even, you know, recreate the apartments in in the Tenement Museum, which, as I said before, are, are amazingly done. So with, with that in mind, you know, walking around now, um, knowing the work of, of Hein and, and knowing Lewis Hein, I should say, and... Um, Bernie Thavitt and you know various other photographers that are are mentioned in in Sean Cochran's essay in our book, and I should maybe add that Sean is the curator of photography at the Museum of the City of New York. And the other essay in our book, along with Amy Stein Milford, is Sean's, and his essay is on the history of photography of the Lower East Side. So you know when you walk around as a photographer regardless of what your subject, whether it's landscape and you're thinking about Ansel Adams or whether it's um, reportage or documentary and you're thinking about Henri Cartier-Bresson or you're walking around the Lower East Side and thinking about some of these other photographers, you, you want to try to do things your own way. You want to try to work um, with your own vision. And I think that's what Janet and I tried to do. Um, Janet works in color, so that in itself brings a new vision. Not many people who photograph the Lower East Side, certainly historically, for sure, they did not work in color. So Janet brings a, 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 a life to the Lower East Side that um, I don't in my black and white work. And I think in my work, I am looking, you know, I'm looking up more than down. I'm photographing the facades of the buildings and the fire escapes and the laundry hanging and people in the streets and walking on the bridge. So I'm, I'm actually trying to capture, you know, what it used to look like in, in the current day, which, you know, which is both easy and, and hard at the same time. So I don't know if that answers your question. I think it does, and it's really interesting to hear you talk about the fact that um – you photograph in black and white, Janet photographs in color, and yet they are happily um, companions within this book. Uh, and it is interesting to see the color in there as well. Yeah, and I need to say, it's not, it almost seems like I have a list in front of me, and I don't, but I need <laughs> to say the reason that works, and that's one of the hardest things to do in a photographic book, is because there's a man named David Skulkin who designed our book, and it's a very awesome task for a book designer to have to integrate both color and black and white and make it work. And 
if our book is at all successful as a book, it's because of this man, David Skulkin, who's, who's a, an awesome designer and, and also, I'm proud to say, a, a close friend of ours. But he, he really did a, a great job integrating and continue the flow of the book. And, and when I go through it, it's not disruptive. You know, it has a nice flow, and that's really all because of him. It's, it's very respectful. The, the design is respectful of the work. The work is um, re- respectful of place and people and history. Um, it, it's very, very strong. I guess I want to ask you both, if you could, if there is, uh, it's always a hard question to ask, a favorite photograph or maybe experience. Is there one that speaks to sort of or was a defining moment in the process of doing this body of work? Maybe it's time for Janet yeah. to say something. I can say, I think, I will think about that question in terms of what we were trying to do. And there's a photograph on the back cover of the, um, uh, the market. And behind it is a tall, very tall, blue glass building. And the comparison um, between the old market and the new architecture, I think that's really um, a pivotal image for this project. It is striking. Um, and last question for you both. Um, so do you view, when you go back to the Lower East Side now, each time, do you view it with a different lens? Is that a metaphorical question? I know, yeah, I, I realized I walked right into that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for the work and also for taking the time to visit with me today. Um, keep photographing, keep Thank documenting, you. Uh, Thank you, keep publishing. Really a pleasure to talk with you. We're not used to people asking us questions about the work, so it's kind of fun. Thank you. Thank you. And again, for our listeners, the book is Remnants, Photographs of the Lower East Side by Janet Russick and David Scheinbaum published by Radius Books. It is an extraordinarily beautiful book, I will say as an aside. You can purchase a copy of the book through the Yiddish Book Center's online and on-site store, as well as in online, I'm sure, everywhere across the country, yes? Yeah, I think it's on all the obvious places. Great. Well, we hope we have you here someday soon, and again, thank you so much. Take care. It's been a great honor for us. Thank you, Lisa. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. This is Jessica Parker, Museum Education Specialist at the Yiddish Book Center. For more information about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. And while you're there, I recommend listening to episode 142 from April 4th, 2017, Lisa Newman's conversation with Sandy Fox, host of the feminist Yiddish podcast, Weibertaich. Until next time, be well, be healthy, sei gesund.